Today on Jersey Shore Racing Scene, we recap a great opening night at New Egypt Speedway. We'll take a look at some Bridgeport Motorsports Park's results, and we'll also take a look at the very exciting ROC 75 out at Mahoning Valley Speedway. Hello, race fans. Welcome back to Jersey Shore Race Scene. This is your host, Mike Bellello, wishing all of you a happy Easter and happy Passover to all those who celebrate. Finally, we have made it to opening night. And I say finally because we got it rained out uh, like three weeks in a row. So uh, it was great to see uh, some racing action uh, instead of just talking about it and wondering and speculating on who's going to race where and what track's going to open and what track's not going to open. <clears throat> we have a great show for you today. Uh, we went to New Egypt last night. And saw that action in person. Obviously, there was a huge race out at Mahoning Valley Speedway, which we're going to uh, do our best to recap just based on results. And then, obviously, Bridgeport Motorsports Park raced as well, took a look at those results. And there's some interesting uh, stuff when you just take a look at the race results um, <clears throat> for us to, to get into. So uh, before we do that, so obviously last night um, – New Egypt Speedway, it was definitely cool to see. Uh, a lot of friends, a lot of Wall Stadium people over there taking in the action. Uh, you know, uh, it's very difficult to uh, to speculate on, on the future of Wall Stadium. Anyone who tells you that they know what's going on, uh, is they're, they're just full of shit. They don't know. Uh, <clears throat> you have the anti excuse me you have the anti-wall stadium crowd that are like they love to be like it's over it's never opening again it's never going to happen they love doing that shit so uh <clears throat> i ignore those people um you have the eternal optimist saying well it's going to open next week i ignore those people as well the truth is it's out of everybody's hands at this point uh i don't think it's even in the you know the kraus family's uh hands at this point if they could open the track already, they would have. Uh, they could have put a schedule out. They had a schedule done. They wanted to put it out. Uh, obviously, there's issues with the land there, with the the old Stavola pit being sold. The best thing everybody can do is sit back, relax. If you have a race car, get it done. That's what we did. Our car's done. Waiting for lettering. We can letter it in a day and get it to the racetrack. Um, if you're a fan, the best thing you can do do what we did last night. Go support one of the other New Jersey racetracks. Or if you really jones in for some good asphalt racing, you know, take the trip to Mahoning Valley Speedway and go go see a, a you know support one of those tracks. Uh, that's the only way these tracks are gonna are gonna stay going. That's the only way it's gonna happen. So um, again, one of those things that uh, you know, there's there's no reason in speculating. Nobody knows. Anyone that tells you they know, they they don't know. So uh, moving on to the actual racing last night, um, New Egypt Speedway just put on a wonderful show. Uh, I, I cannot say enough about the job that the uh, the Grasso family has done. Um, most people will focus on the just the overall look of the place, okay? It looks great. They spruced everything up. Uh, everything's clean. Uh, you know, food stands were, were clean, and, and they were hopping. They had plenty of help. Uh, there wasn't really long lines. I'll kind of compare it to opening night last year. So I went to opening night last year at New Egypt, and I didn't go back the rest of the year um, because there wasn't enough help in the food stands. Um, you know, the lines were really long. Uh, the racing was not good because the track was not good. That was completely different uh, last night. So I'm mean, obviously a lot of you guys are dirt fans. In it, on a dirt track, the track is everything. All right, whether you're going to have a good, you know, cool finish, whether you're going to have a boatload of cautions, which they did not have last night, um, that all depends on the track. <clears throat> if the track's in good condition, if you can sit and actually watch the race, that is determined by how the track is. Last year. 
by lap five of the modified race, you're burying your head and putting your hood on because um, you just can't see. You, you can't, it's just so dusty, you can't see. Uh, that was not the case last night. So um, first thing I did, again, got there at 5.30. Didn't go real early, but the first thing you can see is that the line to get in the racetrack was probably, I don't know, probably 40 yards long, okay? Uh, which some people might say, oh my goodness, they don't want people working the ticket booth. Not true. Uh, there were that many people that wanted to go. So uh, it was a nice crowd. It wasn't a sellout crowd by any means. Turn one and two were, were those grandstands were empty, but that's what's going to happen on a regular Saturday night. I mean, that, that that's, you know, you bring the world of outlaws, you bring a big modified race in, people will be sitting down in one and two. But for the most part, you know, they're going to fill up the main grandstands down in, into turn one. So uh, that was something that, that was pretty cool. It was like, wow, you know, they, they definitely have some people. Uh, they had the uh, school bus running. Uh, uh, in the pits with kids, which is pretty cool. They they have a school bus. They you know kids can jump in, take a ride through the pits. You know, wave to your to you know kids are waving out the window, seeing your the cars up close. You know, uh, a good alternative to obviously not being able to open the pits up uh, with a hot pit with with people under <clears throat> the age of sixteen. Uh, also. Some of the Wall Stadium, if they if they come back, might not be might not be a bad idea. You know, give give some kids a chance to uh, to just kind of drive through and slowly and sort of see the cars and stuff like that would be pretty cool. Because uh, again, after the races, I mean, last night was a late night, and we'll talk about why. But uh, you know, a lot of kids. By the time you get to be you know get to be ten ten thirty eleven o'clock, parents don't want to go in the pits with their with their kids, especially on a cold night. So that would give them a chance. Uh, Bouncy House was pretty cool. Kids were seemed like they were enjoying it. Little things like that. Uh, bike giveaway. Um, uh, they had a uh, silent auction with some cool racing stuff. <clears throat> some drivers donated some, uh, looked like, you know, doors from last year, autographs, stuff like that. There were some collectibles, just a lot of stuff for people to do, you know, in between the races, which I, I thought was pretty cool. So um, that was definitely something that, that was cool. So I, I jumped in the pits and was sort of walking around, checking it out. Um, the car counts were pretty good. Um, I think they had 23 or 24 modifieds, which is not a bad not a bad field. Um, uh, had 27 or so uh, crate sportsmen, about 15 street stocks, which was actually kind of cool. And I'm going to talk about that when we talk about Bridgeport in a second, uh, <laughs> about the street stock field, which I didn't realize there were that many street stocks out there, but it was pretty cool. And then they had the uh, mass 305 spring cars, and they brought 20 cars, which was pretty cool. That was actually a pretty interesting race. They had a couple flips, and t- we'll talk about how it takes a little too long to get them going afterwards. But the track did a good job, you know, getting them going. So um, they started off, they ran the rookie feature, little Wall Stadium uh, flavor in, in the uh, rookie feature for the sportsman, Ryan Marr. Uh, jumped in his uncle's uh, blue number 45 car. Uh, I think they were going to work a deal out where he was going to move to the sportsman at Wall Stadium, obviously with Wall not opening yet, I will say. Uh, He took a chance to jump into the rookie sportsman division, and he took home the win, uh, which is pretty cool. You know, I I know he jumped into one of Paul Hartwig's cars on Tuesday night's practice. Again, Paul's known for just, you know, he puts everybody in the car and give them a chance and and let them go, which is is what is great uh, about him. Uh, So Ryan ran good on Tuesday, realized he liked it. Uh, his uncle um, Scott puts him in uh, the Mar number 45 and he wins the rookie sportsman race, which is pretty cool. He was out there for the sportsman race. Again, 
uh, you know, if you win the rookie race, I think you automatically start at the back of, of the sportsman race. It's really about getting experience at this point. And he was, he was doing good. He, he popped in the beginning. There were some, some issues, went back out on the track and he was, he was, he was getting it and running around and, and learning. And that's pretty cool. That that's the whole point of doing that rookie division, which I think that again, that's another thing. Wall stadium may not uh, have such a bad idea of doing. It's the first race of the night. I think it's like an eight lap feature. Um, they only had four rookie sportsmen last night, but it depends on the year. You know, you might get more, you know, there might be eight cars next week. You just don't know. Some people stay away on opening night because usually it's a wreck fest, even though it wasn't really a wreck fest uh, at New Egypt last night. So, um, you know, that'd be cool. So he gets, I think they run the rookie race, <coughs> rookie series up until till June. Then I think at the end of June, you got to kind of, you're done with rookie and you kind of got to, you know, make yourself, you know, just a regular sportsman guy, which is cool. I think that works. And I think that, um, it was definitely cool. So it was great. I didn't get. I got. A, just got a chance to go past him really quick. I'm sure Ryan had a blast. Uh, he did a great job, which 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 was cool. So congrats to him on his win. Uh, as I take a look, just a little New Egypt versus Bridgeport thing, which I think is something that we can take a look. New Egypt Speedway is de- the resurgence of New Egypt Speedway is definitely hurting Bridgeport. At least opening night it did. So I only see 19 cars on the rundown at Bridgeport Speedway. Uh, that is. So New Egypt right off the bat outdrew Bridgeport on opening night in the modified division. That is not going to be a good thing for Bridgeport going forward. They are going to have to figure out a way uh, to draw some more cars. Um, same thing in the sportsmen. Okay, there were twenty three sportsmen. There were twenty seven or tw- actually there was twenty seven plus the four rookies. So um, that they definitely outdrew them in the sportsman division. Um, and the street stock division too. There were fifteen street stocks at New Egypt and only twelve at at, at Bridgeport. Um, four cylinders did not race at, um, um, excuse me, at New Egypt last night. Uh, <laughs> they did at Bridgeport, and they only pulled. Uh, they only pulled. Looks like eleven cars. So um, again, that's something. You know, I think it's going to have something's going to have to give here. Maybe it doesn't based on the the finances of everything. I don't know anyone's personal uh, finances. I know the Grasso said flat out, like, listen, we're not moving off Saturday night because, you know, for for Rick's work. And he said, we're not moving. We're going to go and we're going to compete. I know that Bridgeport will have a tough go of it because they run their small car series on Friday nights and they do very well with that. There were 95 cars signed in the pits in four divisions uh, on Friday night at Bridgeport, which uh, I know they had a big thousand dollar to win six, 600 race. So they pulled like, I don't know, 50 cars for that race. But even on a regular uh, Saturday night, they a Friday night, they pull 30 cars. So um, they have a pretty good, and it's actually coming on. Uh, the, the slingshots had 15 cars this week. Uh, that's more than they usually had. Uh, the junior slingshots, I think had eight or nine cars, which is more than they had. So I think Bridgeport, after a couple of years of running Friday nights, are finally starting to pull some cars. So I don't think they want to go off Saturday night. Uh, and again, this is it's early. I mean, they can. I'm sure they can do some stuff to to draw some cars. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely New Egypt outdrew them. Uh, you know for sure. So I'm not sure what Bridgeport is going to be able to do about that. Uh, I'm not sure if it even matters. <coughs> they may. <coughs> I'm sure every promoter, excuse me, has a number of cars they need to draw to break even or make money. Uh, and I'm sure that you know they're they're I'm sure they're not you know, struggling that much, but, uh, Bridgeport has a very aggressive schedule. Uh, they always do a good job with that. They bring special events in, <clears throat> but it was noticeable the drop off in car counts. Uh, so new Egypt's definitely siphoning some cars off of Bridgeport. So interesting. Now to the racing, 
<clears throat> the mass 305 sprint cars, they drew 20 cars. They're only 305 engines, but they put on an awesome race. They did have a couple of flips, um, and there was some, you know, some some bouncing around stuff. That I think they had two or three red flags. Uh, when the red comes out, normally it's a pain. They did do a great job with the quads getting the car started back up again, uh, but that race was definitely entertaining. Uh, again, another great thing they did. They put the modifieds up front. Uh, nothing is worse than, you know, you're sitting through three or four, you know, you know, support divisions to wait for the modifieds. They ran the modifieds when the track was really good. And the track was good all night, but they made sure they ran the modifieds when the track was primo at its, its top spot. So, um, again, <clears throat> no handicap system yet. So you're pill picking, okay? Um, so, you know, they they pill picked. They took, I believe, the top, you know, three or four into the redraw from each heat race. Uh, Brandon Grasso drew the pole, um, and uh, he started up there. But again, a lot all the fast guys were up front. Top 12 were the 12 fastest guys. Uh, Matt Stangle, who just ran great in his heat race and also really, really solid in, his, uh, in the feature, he hawked down Brandon Grasso, passed them, and got lost. They lapped probably into the top 10 like they had they because it, it was again didn't mention this before uh the track was so good so racy so smooth green to checkered no cautions just action everywhere on the track uh so yeah there were some guys that were getting lapped because again the leader gets out in, in you know in in clean air and the next thing you know you know he's just passing 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 there's no radios there's no mirrors you're just letting it rip so um matt stangle um he was was had a pretty big lead. Uh, then about halfway, here comes Ryan Godown, and he's someone who won most of the races at Bridgeport last year. <clears throat> he's won, I think, four championships at New Egypt and, and a whole bunch of races. Back making New Egypt his uh, his Saturday night home. Uh, he you know he hawked down Brandon Grasso, passed him, and then uh, with with a, I guess with it was coming to the white. Uh, Matt Stangle made a wonderful move in between two lap cars. He split the two lap cars off of four. And at that point, I said, okay, he's got him. I think it was two to go. He's like, hey, Mike, he's got him. Because, you know, Godown's now got to contend with these two lap cars. By the time they came off of two, Godown was past the two lap cars and just hawking them down. Going into three on the last lap, Stangle uh, ran like a middle to bottom line. And Godown just hung it in on the outside and just had such a hellacious run off of turn four uh, that he got him at the stripe. It was a great race. If you get a chance, to, I'm sure they're going to put highlights out. Watch the highlights. Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. So um, it's the kind of finish that you don't usually get on pavement. Uh, it's the kind of finish you can kind of only get on on dirt because there's usually so many different lines. Uh, the only way you get it on on pavement is if you run into the infield and just slam somebody out of the way. Um, here, it was really, really um, you know multiple groove racing. Uh, they put some more banking up into turn three and four. It worked. Okay, the cushion was pushed way up high uh and and that definitely made for for some great racing so um <laughs> that part was pretty cool um the sportsman race was was competitive as well uh, you know a couple couple spins wrecks and the track was definitely slick uh early on there was a couple little things uh, joe toth continued uh, his winning ways he's gonna be pretty tough all right he's he's on a uh, he's on a hot streak he's got his stuff together he's got a great car uh and and he just he has his stuff together he's the champion from last year uh and he is continuing his winning ways so um truth be told i did not stay for the street stock race. Uh, Rob Ornsby was dominant in his heat race. He was about a second uh, faster than everybody else. I'm, would be shocked if he didn't win that race. Uh, someone would have had to have crashed him for him or something to break for him not to win that race. Uh, but again, 15 cars. Uh, it seemed like everybody else was relatively 
close you know they seemed like they were uh you know pretty close in terms of times and, and racing uh saw Vernon mclaughlin out there old guy old fresh not old guy old friend i used to race with i had at wall stadium he was out there getting it um talked to whitey miller for a little bit it's great to see him out there still getting it getting it um he's got a uh a camaro he's got a, a dirt uh, street stock and he's always bounced between dirt and, and pavement in his career but he's still out there getting it having a great time uh so that was, was pretty cool to catch up with some uh, some old friends so that's a quick you know recap of uh, of new egypt that's kind of what we're going to do wherever you know i'm going to record this sunday mornings put it out uh you know first thing monday morning uh you know just a little recap of the track that i go to that weekend is very few weeks i don't hit a um a racetrack so um big congratulations to jack ely again another buddy of mine um met him uh <clears throat> from when he was racing quarter midgets but really got to know him as he uh, jumped into Barney's uh, 14 car at the end of a couple years ago, um, and I, I spotted for him. We uh, we won a race together at Wall, and then he ran uh, part of a season in, in Steve Ferrari's 31. Well, he's back in his family-owned uh, number number 81, and he was the winner at Mahoning Valley Speedway in the ROC 75. Uh, it's just great to see because this is a low-budget, family-run operation. If it, if it's going to get done, it's going to get done by the family, by the people that are on the race team. Uh, it is, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna work hard, and and, and they built this car. Uh, so to see them have some success is is awesome. And he's just he's a great guy, uh, very good race car driver, and uh, he does, um, you know, did a great job and and, and got a big win. And that's a much needed win, um, a boost for morale in that team for sure. And I'm sure that's going to carry them through the rest of the season, and uh, you know, nice nice payday for them as well. So. Other notes from Mahoning, I did not see the complete rundown. I saw Matt Hirschman was eighth. Uh, I, the story of the day for me was was tracking Paulie Hartwig. So Paulie Hartwig goes out uh, in the 73 car, and um, I think he was fast in, fast time in practice. I think he was second fastest out of uh, out of you know the regular qualifying. I know he ran third in his heat race, uh, but to see you know Paulie Hartwig, you know, and Matt Hirschman, like you know, the one two, it or you know, you know, Paulie Hartwig, Blake Barney, one two three, and in, in, in timing is is pretty crazy. I know he came home twelfth. I did not see the race. Uh, I know uh, it, it's probably you know Facebook Live. That I can go back and watch it this morning, but um, you know, I'm, again, he's just uh, he, he's done a great job and. And I know that, um, you know, uh, Bobby Geiger has been a big help with that team. Um, and I know Paul's going to get mad for me in me for saying this, but I'm shocked that nobody hasn't come in and, and, and tried to, you know, hire him even a modified tour team. I mean, the guy, I know, I know, uh, Bobby Geiger from back when we started racing street stocks, my brother started like 95, I think. And, Bobby Geiger started probably soon, you know, around that time, and and we became friends. and uh, And he's just so smart when it comes to front end of race cars. And he he built a couple cars up there that were just killing everybody in the street stocks. Like I would say, like late nineties, early two thousands, just just you know whooping everybody. And he's just so smart, and and he knows how to get these cars to go. And uh, uh, even he's even picking up their dirt program. You know, he, he, whether it's dirt or pavement, you know, he's definitely uh, he's on it, and he's um, he's helping them out, and and he's a great crew chief. So. That combination of a great young driver and a great crew chief, uh, and honestly, a family that will just do anything they have to do to get their uh, get their guy to race is is definitely a uh, it's a winning combination and it has been. So uh, don't be surprised to see 
uh, you know, Paulie Hartwig going out there and winning some uh, some of these big modified races. Uh, he is not afraid of the competition. Uh, he is not intimidated by any of these guys. Uh, he'll put a bumper to you if he needs to. But for the most part, he's a real clean, uh, fast race car driver. So that was pretty cool to see uh, out at, at Mahoning uh, as well, which which is pretty cool. So, um, again, as we um, as we take a look at opening weekend, it was just great to have racing again, you know, which is pretty cool. Uh, we're going to get some really warm weather this week. So hopefully. Hopefully, this is the end of the cold weather and we can keep this rain away and, and start getting some uh, some racing going forward. And again, hopefully we get some good news on Wall Stadium, uh, you know, hoping that, uh, you know, we can do that. Uh, some people are telling me I put the jinx on Wall Stadium. Uh, something happened to me <clears throat> personally, I don't know, maybe a month ago now, not three weeks ago, that has never happened before. Um, I enter every 50-50 at every racetrack. I enter every um, uh, raffles and auctions and just, to, you know, to, to if it's a fundraiser, just whatever, just I just get, try to give back. Um, I have never won one in my life, 47 years old. Uh, <clears throat> I entered a raffle for a factory stock out of Long Island. And um, I forgot that I, I entered it, actually. Uh, the drawing was on a Friday night. Uh, all of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up. Paul Hartwig, you won. Elliot, you won. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? And then Paul's like, you know, hey, you won You won a factory stock. You won the raffle. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So um, that was pretty cool. So uh, the car is awesome. We got it out here. We already put a, you know, put a new body on it and, and, and are getting it ready for my younger son, Nick, to make his debut, hopefully, at Wall Stadium. He'll be old enough in... Um, in November, uh, we're going to try maybe to take some some trips uh, out to to Mountain and let him get some experience out there. Uh, you know, if again we still need a motor for it and stuff, but if we we can, uh, you know, we can go from there. We're just going to try to wait and see. But uh, you know, people were like, "Oh yeah, great." You know, that's like the death knell of Wall Stadium. You know, you win a factory stock, and like the next day we heard that like you know track wasn't you know wasn't going to open on time. So I'm hoping that I'm not the jinx uh, that uh, that everybody says I am, and uh, you know we can get this car. It's a it's a Ricky Williams built car uh, from a couple years ago, and it's been a very very good car, winning car, and uh, I'm excited to have it. And and hopefully uh, it's the best best sixty bucks I ever spent. So it's definitely uh, pretty cool. So again, hopefully we're all back uh, at Wall Stadium soon. And uh, you know New Egypt is going to do their thing. They're going to be great. I'll definitely make some trips back there uh, throughout the year, whether Wall opens or not. Um, for sure, I'll definitely be out there because it's a, it's a great place to take in a race. Uh, and and you know local short track racing, even though we hit a little bump uh, with on the asphalt side of it uh even you know whatever happens there as new jersey racing is still strong we have two very strong racetracks on the dirt side and the racing's been outstanding so again it's a little bit of a shorter episode but it's easter i'm going to get with my family uh happy easter everybody happy passover everybody uh enjoy your week and hopefully we'll be back at the racetrack next week this is georgia store racing scene i'm your host mike Bellello. have a great day